0: hi hello listen i'm sorry if you hear so many different sounds <laughs> it is what it is my fridge is running <laughs> go catch it <laughs> uh, so late. i um i'm also sort of just testing out where this mic is gonna sort of be because i got a new mic whoop 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 so yeah so I'm just going to try and figure everything out as I go along. I hope that you guys are ready for the ride. <laughs> so hello, hello, welcome back to Cup of Taboo. I am your host, Tyler, and I am here to talk about taboo topics. If it is not taboo to you, it will probably be taboo to somebody else, right? That's that's at least the way that I look at things. So... um Yeah, I'm glad to see that you're back and I hope that you're glad to hear that I got a new microphone because that last episode when I was just screaming into the laptop, I don't think it's like screaming into the void and it screamed back, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So I posted on me Instagram the other day asking for suggestions, right? And I had three friends get back to me. (laughs) Thanks guys, you know who you are. The one suggested an AI part two, which I will do. Um, I just want to sort of prepare that a bit better. The other person who very well knows who they are, um, their their topic of uh, request was, uh, what does it feel like to have boobs? So, <laughs> anonymous human, I can tell you, uh, it's pretty rad. Not so cool when you're running, but, uh, you know, Bras are expensive and stuff like that. Otherwise, it's it's pretty rad. But, you know, it, they are what they are. They're there. So, I hope that answers your question. I don't think I can make a full episode on that one. <laughs> and the winner of the week was somebody, Nando, who suggested talking about stalkers. So, I was like, ooh, yeah, this is spicy. I can talk about stalkers. That's fun. Um... So yeah, I hope that you are ready for your sip of dark, twisted and downright scary served in your cup
1: of taboo. I know some
0: so you know we all joke about being an expert stalker or at least having a friend that is an expert stalker on social media um and i think that the with the way that everything is online now it is kind of super easy to find a lot of information on people without trying very hard and you know a lot of us also tend to not be very savvy when it comes to our internet safety but i'll touch on that psa a bit later i don't want to lecture you you hear that? Hold on, I want to hear that. It's like a racetrack in here. Um, so yeah. What was I saying? I got distracted by the cars. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I am going to first so just sort of like make a a bit of a, a, a spiel about the fact that we joke about stalkers and we, uh, you know, oh, you're such a stalker. <laughs> um, yeah you know, and it's it's cute because you're able to find so much information on someone online and you know these kinds of things are cool and everything, but it's really not a laughing matter, and it has in the past like ended in some very dangerous situations and it can be very scary for a lot of people but um yeah, I'm just gonna quickly give you some quick research on stalking and I mean, I'm going to say a psychological approach, but I feel like I'm not psychological. No, that's not right. I am not a psychologist, and uh, I actually know nothing about this kind of stuff, but this is according to the interwebs, so it's got to be true, right? That's how it works. If it's on the internet, it's not a lie. Yep, I'm going with that. So, (laughs) Obviously, I know that's not true, but anyway. So according to an article on Vice called The Psychology Behind Stalking, um, I will link it in the show notes. There is no such thing as the typical stalker. So, I mean I think for all of us when we imagine a stalker we kind of imagine this like really gross rat human that sort of spends all their time over, like obsessing over their victim with like photos that they develop and hang on the walls of the person um, and they follow them and they take photos of them with their sneaky camera know that's sort of and they triangulate their position but they don't ever leave their their little hole that's sort of what i imagine but like i think that uh if you have to look at the tv show called you the tv show you you know which one on netflix i think is it on netflix i haven't watched it uh, well, I've watched a couple of episodes of season one, and it freaked me out quite badly. But uh, I just—I haven't finished it. I need to watch more of it. But anyway, that can show you that uh, that, that 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 show can will help me. The TV show you <laughs> showed us that even the you know he's kind of weirdly and attractive, quirky dude who works at the bookstore. He's friendly to you. He can be a stalker. And you know, it's not just these gross rat people. It can be the popular girl at school that's a stalker, it can be the quiet girl, it can be the quiet guy, it can be the jock dude, it can be anyone that develops like stalker tendencies. And um there's not one mould that all stalkers fit into. And it it's stalking is not considered a disorder per se. It's more of the behavior that falls under the umbrella of symptoms for various other disorders. Um so, yeah, so that being said the I'm gonna list some sort of traits, if you will, or traits slash disorders that are most commonly found within stalkers. I'm not saying that everyone who has one of these traits or who has one of these these disorders is a stalker. It has just been shown that they that stalkers generally will have one of these sort of traits, so not all. People with a disorder are a stalker, but a lot of stalkers have at least one of these traits. Okay, so I hope that I cleared that up for you. Okay, so that being said, that it is often found that people who have got obsessive-compulsive tendencies, uh, generally stalkers will often tend to have obsessive-compulsive tendencies, Um, and, And the way that this sort of manifests is that somebody fixates on another person or a situation so the stalker will fixate on their victim in an obsessive way. So there's that one. The next one is attachment issues. People who develop or who show attachment issues often can lead develop into stalking tendencies. So they have this belief that somebody is leaving them and that triggers their attachment issues which could lead them into a stalking behavior. The next one is narcissism. Narcissism. Uh, Which, uh, you know, some narcissists believe that they are entitled to the victim's attention or affection which is some bullshit because they're not entitled to anything. Okay? But they believe that they are and often they will then actually force their attention upon somebody unwantingly. That's not a word, but I'm gonna use it. The next one is borderline personality disorder. And, uh, you know, some of the symptoms of BPD are unstable moods, impulsive behaviors, and fear of abandonment. So, if somebody is a stalker and has BPD, they may uh, feel the need to fixate on a person as a way of dealing with their own emotional instability. That was according to the interwebs. Um, And the last one that I've got here is delusional disorder, uh, which is fixed false beliefs that are not based in reality, so they often somebody who has got delusional disorder has this weird belief that somebody is madly in love with them or that they were born to be together or something like that and they then take it out on this person by harassing them or stalking them or whatever so you know I don't really know anything about the brain stuff I read the list according to the article and uh that's that's what I was given so medical professionals please don't shout at me I was just giving I was just giving what I was given okay but now according to the next article that I read on fighterlaw.com I don't know what that is but it was a pretty interesting website (laughs) American but you know the interesting facts from them is they say that studies have shown that up to 16% of women and 7% of men are likely to be stalked at some point in their lifetime. Now, this is based in the US of A, and um, I was just sort of taking that data and extruding it to the rest of the world, because almost all the studies and stats that I found uh, are basically in the USA. So, you know, I just sort of figured, let me just, I'm just going to say that that's what it is. And then I felt bad, <laughs> and I then googled the stalking stats in south africa but uh, so I spent like twenty minutes trying to read a very in depth information pack booklet about domestic violence and stalking in South Africa and You know this is why I can't do a a weekly podcast a weekly episode because I have severe attention span problems and then I feel like I need to go deeper and deeper into each point and then suddenly it's like I spent four days researching for facts that took me like way too long and it's kind of boring so this is I'm actually I'm gonna leave this one I'm gonna link that little booklet in the show notes I'm not going to go too deeply into it because then I just, this episode just will never get released. And that is what happens. And that is <laughs> ADD is hard because I will find a little tiny fact. And I'm like, oh, let me look deeper into that. And then you get sucked into a wormhole. And the next thing you've got like two hours worth of information on one tiny fact that actually it doesn't mean anything to the story. Like it makes no difference. So <laughs> sorry, I'll put that booklet. Somebody else can read it if they want to. Or if you guys really want to hear it, then I'll 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 read it. Okay, but I wanted to release this episode today, so that's what I'm doing. That was a rather large uh, distraction from where I was. According to fighterlaw.com, the stalker types are the rejected stalker, which is somebody who was rejected by somebody else and feels the need to enact revenge or you know the they deserve the person back. So that's quite common in ex lovers or ex-friends you know they, they feel rejected the next one is a predatory stalker which is somebody who is obsessed with a stranger um generally it can be a younger weaker person and it generally leads to some kind of an assault because they are quite predatory The next one is called the incompetent suitor. So these are the lonely people who have very poor social skills. So they are too shy to actually go out and really speak to people. Uh, So they sort of build up these ideas in their heads uh, to try and ease their loneliness. Next up we've got the resentful stalker who feel like they have been mistreated in some way and they often have quite high levels of paranoia. So they feel like somebody has wronged them and they need to now fix this. But it's all very paranoid. The next one is the intimacy seeker. This, uh, this person who is a stalker believes that the victim will love or learn to love them. So they uh, often will make up these beautiful love stories in their heads. And their victims are often celebrities. People that they've never actually met but they've just seen online. Next up is a very like, uh, it's a very specific one, it's called a political stalker, and this is when somebody acts on their political beliefs, and they will stalk somebody who either agrees with them or disagrees with them, and it often can also like lead to threats. So that's a weird one. And the last one is a hitman, or hitmen, because I have never thought of a hitman as a stalker, but it actually makes so much sense that it hurts, because who would have thunk? Right, Hitman is like the perfect stalker. They literally stalk people and I'm so It's like I assume that you could probably add a private investigator in there too, right? They get paid for it though. So I mean if it's your job, does it count as a... I don't know. That's too deep for me. So they also say that like the more common cases of stalking are between people that actually know each other in some way So like, you know, people who have been in relationships or friendships or they know each other in some way Um, The stranger stalking scenario is less common but obviously it happens. Um it which that to me it's so much more scary not I wanna say more scary. It freaks me out to think that like you could have somebody that is obsessed with you that you don't even know exists. Like that freaks me out. And Oh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. I, today, like, I don't, I'm not saying this person's a stalker, but it was just an uncomfortable situation because I had to go get my gas bottle refilled so that I could boil the kettle when it's load shedding because thanks, SCOM because I ran out of gas and I have a gas stove. And I went to, like, five different petrol stations. None of them had my size gas bottle. So eventually I showed up to the last petrol station and they have a gas filling facility at the wonderful establishment i was like yes but while i was waiting for the bottle to be filled the one guy came and started speaking to me he he works there and he kept like saying like do you live alone like where do you live um well uh why don't you take me home with you we can have a braai let's let's do this and i was just like (laughs) so i tried to phone my mom as like a i'm sorry i've got a phone call but she didn't answer so i was just like ah mother but anyway so that was kind of creepy I didn't enjoy it and I'm very bad with social situations like I can't just walk away from one because he wasn't being mean or anything I don't think he meant to be creepy but it totally creeped me out so yeah that was not a vibe when I got my gas bottle I literally like hightailed it out of there I, I drove so fast so anyway um like I was saying I mentioned my friend who suggested this, uh, and he has an interesting story, which I feel is kind of stalkery with some stalking behaviors. He's not so sure. Uh, I can leave it to you guys to decide. He matched with a woman on Hinge, or Bumble, or Tinder, or one of these dating sites. Hot check, you know, slightly older she's got a vibe, she's got a successful job, she was married at one point, she's got kids, but you know, successful woman, she don't actually need no man, and she matched with my friend, and they were chatting, or whatever, whatever, I don't really fully remember all of the, like, extreme details, but it got to a point where, you know, they haven't met, but she was at one point trying, like, she... He stopped talking to her because she was like giving him the creeps. Like she tried to fight with him for no reason, even though they never met. She just sent random nudes. Um I know I'm fucking up the story, bro, but I I'm trying to tell it off the top of my head and it's not really there. But anyway, she eventually got to a point where she was messaging him on every platform, so WhatsApp, Instagram, and on the dating app to be like, I'm so sorry I messed it th- I messed this up. I think we could have been something. Um, I ruined it because I was having a bad day. I shouldn't have pushed you away. And then she just st- she's still messaging him to like this day, which is kind of terrifying for me. Feels very stalkery. It's definitely got some bad vibes, big bad vibes. Like the she'll tie you to a bed and and force you to stay there for a while, kind of vibes. But ants. I'm just saying, be careful who you. Bond with. <laughs> Be careful who you chat to. Try to pick up on the signs as soon as possible, which is easier said than done because I don't think people know. Like, you don't know. This is the problem. Like you, ah, you just don't know. Ugh, freaks me out. So anyway, obviously I uh searched for a few terrifying and bad stalking cases, and I came across a ten terrifying cases of. St- 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 I came across a 10 terrifying cases of stadi- I want you guys to try to say this fast. I came across a 10 terrifying cases of sadistic stalkers article. I'm not going to cover all 10, but if you guys like hearing about this stuff, then maybe I'll go into a few more cases or I can go deeper into any of these. you can let me know. So please do let me know what you think. So I just try to grab like a, different, a bunch of different kinds. I've got man stalks woman leads to murder, man stalks woman. There's a survivor, woman stalks woman, woman stalks man, someone stalks a family. I've got like, you know, all of the vibes. Um, just to show that it can happen at any time to anyone. So my first case is Tatiana Tarasov and it. Prezenjit- Pada, please excuse my pronunciation if it is all wrong, but this one is wild and I actually believe it had an effect on future laws, so it's a pretty big deal. In 1968, Tatiana, who was also called Tanya, uh, was a student at, I believe, Berkeley and Prasenjit was also a student there from India, so they were friendly with each other and they at one point did share a kiss, so there's always, like, there's always no information that I can get without deep diving, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that will, like, sort of add anything extra, so I'm gonna give you the basics, um, they kissed at some point, and then when Prazenja tried to pursue a romantic relationship, uh, with Tanya, she rebuffed him and told him, like, that she wasn't interested in a romantic relationship, like, she, she, you know, she didn't see him that way, um, Yeah, which is fully in her right to say to somebody, it's totally okay to not be into somebody and to actually, like, voice your opinion without being stalked about it. But anyway, he didn't see it that way. So, he was extremely offended and he literally started to obsess over her and her perceived wrong that she had caused. So, her and her family, at the end of that year, went on a holiday... And while they were on holiday, he went to his therapist and he told his therapist that he was planning on killing Tanya when she got back. He sort of mentioned this a few times. So the therapist called campus security and and the, uh, a psychiatrist. And he said that he believed that Brazenjit was a paranoid schizophrenic and that he should be checked. So the doctor and the police checked him and they they did like a an assessment on him and they 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 found him to be okay and they made him promise not to do anything which he did and then they they were like cool you're free to go just promise us you won't hurt her and he was like i promise i won't and then he never went back to his therapist ever again either so that was like really shitty because I mean if somebody's saying to their therapist like I plan on killing this person because they don't love me surely there should be some kind of recourse you recourse you know what I'm saying so when the Tarasov family returned um Pada went to their home and asked to speak to Tanya and he was told off by her mother so he returned later and then when Tanya opened the door he had a pellet gun with him which he shot her in the like torso with and then he stabbed her multiple times and she popped she died um he then called police and said something along the lines of please come i've killed my girlfriend which just shows how delusional this man was and he was arrested and in his trial he was originally convicted of second degree murder but then in the appeal his lawyer claimed that he was insane because of schizophrenia and Ultimately, he ended up not going to prison um, for life, but he was sent back to India where he is supposedly happy and married. So there's that. But uh, imagine you marry someone uh, that murdered someone else that they were obsessed with in like the most brutal way, um, and, and then you had to know about that and sleep next to that. I mean, I know there's like forgiving and forgetting, but I don't think that I would be okay with that at all. You know, that's kind of like... uh, Cease. Anyway, um, so this uh, led to a couple of rules being put into place that allowed a therapist to break that client confidentiality if they believed they were a danger or in danger. Uh, I believe that it it, um, led to a couple changes in the laws because of how this could have been prevented had somebody actually taken the therapist's word seriously or or had the therapist acted sooner so tatiana's parents took everyone to court and i think it's it, it i don't actually know what happened but it it's wild it's hectic it's completely unnecessary basically so yeah that's the first case which is wild like that's also like in the 60s it's so long ago and like it's just so sad man because she rejected him basically he felt that it was his right to take her life which is some bullshit anyway next up i have got Teresa saldana and arthur richard jackson so this one's also absolutely terrifying the the lengths that people will go to um it is also one of the first celebrity stalking cases to um garner like Quite a lot of attention so uh, it also ended in violence of course because people don't people have got no chill man so you know nowadays with everything online and the NSA watching everything we do (laughs) hey I think that it can sort of be picked up if somebody's showing like predatory things or stalkery things but back in the day, it was it was wild you know it was kind of like hey I can phone the DMV in America and get somebody's home address Well, that's what it was like those laws were changed as well Um, and that's just like hectic you know if somebody just happened to know my address and just gave it to anyone who didn't even that didn't need any form of paperwork or anything I would not be okay with that I mean what's it what do we have poppy protection of personal information private anyway I should know this But, and I do, somewhere in the back of my brain. But anyway, Teresa Saldana was a film star. The year was 1982 when she was 27 years old. Absolutely flipping gorgeous woman, I must say. Obviously, I googled her. Um, So she starred in The Commish, which she won an award for. She also starred in I Wanna Hold Your Hand and a whole bunch of other films that I haven't ever heard of. But she was an actress. Her role in the film Defiance caught the attention of a 47-year-old drifter named Arthur Richard Jackson, who was from Scotland. Now, hear this. He traveled all the way from Scotland, illegally entered the USA, and his plan was to find Teresa, kill her, and then join her in the afterlife after he was executed for her murder. I don't think that was Scottish. (laughs) But that was his plan. What kind of fucked up plan is that? Why? 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 Is what I'm in. He sat there in Scotland and he was like, I'm in love with this woman that he's now seen on this movie slash tv show don't know and he was like i'm gonna go to america i'm gonna go illegally when i get there i'm gonna find this woman i'm going to murder her and once i have murdered her i plan on getting executed and then i'll join her in the afterlife best plan it's foolproof obviously everything is going to go according to plan anyway Obviously not all there in the head either, then. no we'll see. So yeah, so here's the, the this, is, this is like how crazy it is. So he first, when he arrived in America, he hired a private investigator, a PI if you will, to get Teresa's mom's phone number. So he then got Teresa's mom's numbers. He called her, pretending to be a representative for the director, Martin Scorsese, and told her that he needed to get hold of her daughter, Teresa, to discuss a potential role. So, poor Teresa's mom, she literally gave all of Teresa's details to this madman. to so her address, her phone numbers, her everything. Thinking it was gonna Like, this is, like, the greatest opportunity for her daughter. So, this creep, Creepazoid, then drove to her residence and waited for her to exit. And when she did, he stabbed her ten times with a hunting knife. And she freaking survived. Guys, she did. What happened is, a delivery man saw the attack. He rushed over and... Uh, pretty much tackled the crazed stabber to the ground and she got rescued. So Jackson, the the guy who stalked Teresa, was only given 12 years for attempted murder. So please let that sink in. Only 12 years. Do you know how short 12 years is? And um, while he was in prison, he continued to write threatening letters to her from prison. Like... To think that if he was released in America to be like, hey, 12 years, he would have gone and found her again quite easily, probably. But anyway, he was extradited back to the UK to stand trial for another murder, so. Okay, uh, so I hope he's in prison there. He doesn't sound like a good dude, he does not sound stable. Um, and if you have to think about that, like, that's pretty fucking terrifying. I mean, I was obsessed with Zach Efron back in the day, like when I say obsessed, I mean, I was wildly obsessed, I'm not proud, Zach, I loved you, you were my my boo thing, You, you I knew your height, so I stuck a picture of the face, <laughs> I stuck a picture of his face in my cupboard, um, at the exact height that he would be, so that I could know how much on my toes I have to go <laughs> to kiss him, <laughs> oh it's so embarrassing <laughs> and I knew everything about him besides like where he was at that exact moment pretty much um so I I'm pretty glad that I uh, ended up actually getting a real boyfriend back then who uh sort of distracted me a bit from my Zac Efron obsession so anyway that's that's me <laughs> Oh, stalked Zac Efron. I'm glad I don't live in the US of A because I probably would have physically stalked him too. And then I could have become a dodgy stalker, which thankfully I'm not. Oh, my foot has gone completely dead. You know, when it's just like a lame... Oh, it's so uncomfortable. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know I shouldn't be laughing about stalkers and this poor woman who is a shame. She's a, a, a victim's rights advocate. She she's like does all sorts of great stuff for people after this but I actually don't know if she's still alive but she became that afterwards and the fact that she survived is just incredible it's it's really great for her um, so oh fuck what was that movie called where the girl gets abducted she gets kidnapped in Germany oh, I have to research it hold on no that's not it Berlin syndrome I think that was it yes Berlin syndrome that was fucking creepy I don't know if like kidnappers uh, counter-stalking. I mean, like, there's been cases of stalkers that kidnap people. Um, but I don't think all kidnappers are necessarily stalkers. I wonder how many kidnapping cases started with a stalking element. I could probably ask, you know, my favorite friend, ChatGPT. She, she got old answers. But uh, I'm not going to do that now. But it's a interesting thought. I wonder... I wonder how much of kidnapping actually starts with the stalking element. I don't know. Anyway. So, um, Yeah, this next one is the one from that Netflix series, The Watcher. Yeah, that's the true ass story about the like the proper creepy stalker. Or like maybe a haunted house or a cult of people or I don't actually know. It's it's still unsolved to this day, but it's it's more about the house being stalked almost. I don't know. It's a beautiful house in Westfield, New Jersey that is apparently haunted but also has a, in quotes, watcher. Um, So the house was built in 1905, so it's definitely haunted as fuck, but it was remodeled in 2014, so it's haunted but fancy. TM. So this is like a mansion house, six bedrooms, wooden floors, like apparently many fireplaces. Imagine having many fireplaces. I would love just one fireplace, but I'd probably burn my house down. Anyway, (laughs) if you watch the trailer for The watch on Netflix, Jennifer Coolidge describes how lovely the house is, and I can only assume that the writers were somewhat into the accuracy, and she described the house as it was. I'd like to believe that. It's a great trailer, it was very funny. Uh, Anyway, Derek and Maria Broadus, I think, Broadus, bought the home in 2014 for $1.3 million. So 2014, $1.3 million. For my South African friends and in today's money, uh today's money, that one point three million dollars with inflation and such is one point six four two eight four six million dollars and in Rands in today's money, you're gonna shit yourself, it's thirty million rand, ninety nine thousand five hundred and eighty three Rands today for a house. That's like Camps Bay prices, two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> anyway, shortly moving in, um, the family started receiving creepy letters from someone claiming to watch the home, um, as it had been the, in quotes, subject of their family for decades, in quotes. Uh, don't know what that means. And they were in charge of watching and waiting for the second coming. The second coming of what, sir? What? It, what the se- Of what? That would give me the heaps. The Demons hmm. I don't know. Apparently this watcher claimed that his granddaddy and daddy uh, Watched before and now it was his or her turn. like super creepy shit almost like Thanks for bringing kids here. I've been waiting for this young blood and then like mentioned the previous om- Owners who had also received letters and they failed to disclaim that when they sold so like, There's a bit of a court case going down there, but anyway unsolved unsolved still Um, so I'm not even sure if it's even being investigated but I think I do want to do a full episode on this one so I'm not going to go too in depth now but like it would be interesting to know if they are even investigating this because how can you just leave this like if I'm getting letters from somebody saying like we're watching you thanks for bringing kids so that like the walls can eat them or something like that I, I would hope that the police would try to find someone instead of just like ignoring it because that would suck. I would be like, "Excuse me, I need you to look into this. I can't." Ugh, and I'd also leave. But I mean, after spending that much money, I'd also think I'd be like, cool, bro, come over for some coffee. We can we can be friends. You know, we can be buddies." I can't afford to lose this place. <laughs> so the next one I'm going to be talking about is uh, Laurie Shaw Show. Sorry, Laurie Show and Lisa Michelle Lambert. So this happened in 1991 and it is also just one of those incredibly unfortunate and unnecessary things um, that could have totally been avoided. Uh, Back in 1991, Lori Show and Lisa Michelle Lambert were somewhat friends, uh, maybe more acquaintances, but what happened is that Lisa Michelle Lambert started to grow jealous of Lori because she believed that Lori was trying to steal her boyfriend okay so this is some proper high school stuff proper high school drama strap in i'm going to try and explain it as simply as possible so laurie show briefly saw a guy named Lawrence Yunkin, who was on again off again dating lisa michelle lambert so the summer that Yunkin and laurie saw each other was a time when uh lisa michelle lambert and him were not together so they went on a couple dates or whatever and laurie actually ended up ending it because he sexually assaulted her and she told her mother and it was just like a big problem but so she was like she wanted nothing to do with him after that understandably but shortly after the assault youngkin and lambert got back together and lisa michelle lambert became pregnant preg- wow i wrote you pregnant pregnant with his child so at this point Lisa Michelle Lambert was convinced that Lori wanted her mans. You know, she was like, this bitch wants my mans. Um, but obviously Laurie wanted nothing to do with him because he attacked her and she even mentioned multiple times How she was not even remotely interested, but Lisa would not listen. She wouldn't believe it. She was paranoid She was jealous two very bad things that like you just can't have together and uh, yeah So she dedicated her life to harassing and stalking Laurie. T- she taunted her with phone calls. She threatened her in public all sorts of just really terrifying things. Um, Lori's mom even tried to file charges against Lisa, and nothing worked. Uh, so on the 21st of December in 1991, Lori's mother received a phone call from the school counselor requesting that she come in for a meeting about Laurie. But this wasn't the school counselor. It was a ruse to get Laurie's mom out of the house to leave Laurie alone. Um, it was actually Lisa, I believe, that was on the phone that tricked Lori's mom. And uh, when her mom left um, and returned she found her daughter bleeding out Um, her last words were something along the lines of Michelle did it because I think she called her Michelle her name was Lisa but I don't know so she had been stabbed several times and her throat was slashed and she ended up dying Uh, Lisa, Lisa Michelle help me Lisa Michelle Lambert had an accomplice a girl named Tabitha Buck who helped her attack Lori, uh, she helped her stab Lori, as well as slit her throat, apparently. Why somebody would do that when somebody comes to them and says, hey, I need you to help me attack this girl, um, why would you just agree to that? That's weird, right? That's that's some dodgy behavior right there. But anyway, uh, so, and then obviously Yunkin, the guy, he drove the two of them to the house, So two girls both received a life sentence without the possibility of parole and Youngkin got a reduced sentence because he turned on them quicker than I don't know what turns quickly but real quick Um, and this to me is just so sad and I think it's so much more um, common than we think where girls get this idea in their head or boys, where people get this idea in their head that somebody else is trying to steal their person and I mean your first problem is seeing your person as your object which people aren't basically Um that's that's problem number one problem number two is assuming that you can control what they want to do or, or what other people want to do Uh you can't obviously so it's just such an unfortunate thing and you actually just end up upsetting yourself more than anything else. It's that jealous streak. But like I said, sometimes people have got disorders or whatever and characteristics and traits that sort of, they can't help what they're doing I suppose, but it's wild, it's hectic. So, anyway, uh, the last case for this episode is about Maria Marchese, I think is how I'm going to say it, Maria Marchese, yeah, cool, that sounds fun. Maria was a 45-year-old woman who stalked and harassed her psychiatrist for four years. What happened is she became obsessed with him after meeting him in 2001 when he was busy treating her then-partner, so she somehow got all of his phone numbers, Uh, That is literally a business home and cell I believe and began stalking him. She called him Sent him messages. She wrote him letters She confessed her undying love for him and claimed that they were born for each other And, And like the doctor just kept like, you know, ignoring this basically and at this point the doctor was engaged so Maria started to harass his fiance because Maria was convinced that the fiance was trying to come between her and the doctor I mean girl, no, I think it's the other way around, you're trying to get between her and the doctor and it's not your space. But anyway, she terrorized this poor woman and uh, she sent death threats. She, the poor chick, the couple's wedding was actually called off because Maria threatened to set the bride and her dress on fire and that the gunman had already been paid so eventually the doctor's fiance had like a full breakdown she became depressed and she actually called off the wedding she called off the the, the relationship so that she she broke up that relationship and in 2004 this is now what three years later or four years what, three years later maria accused the doctor of a rape and she did this by digging in his bin finding a used condom and smearing the semen on her panties. Okay, so now this led to a year-long investigation where the doctor was under like extreme scrutiny. He His, his entire reputation was damaged. It was just a big fat mess. But it took a year and eventually the fat doctor was actually found not guilty because what they did is they also found traces of his new girlfriend's DNA in the sample of the semen. So it sort of proved that uh, didn't, uh, you know, she'd, uh, well, they came to, they, they eventually got it out that Maria um, had done it, and so, yeah, uh, she was only sentenced to nine years in prison, Um, <laughs> I didn't see, I did not research about where she is now, because, I hope that the doctor sort of moved away and changed his name, and I, I also hope that she got the psychiatric help that she so desperately, I think, definitely needs. Um, oh, now I have to Google where she is. Please hold. Hmm, I can't see anything, so I actually don't know. Heck, heck. Anyway, I wonder. <laughs> so that was again like a waste of 10 minutes which you won't even know about because i'm just going to delete that entire section proper psycho like she obviously needs some help and it's very scary that somebody will go to those lengths of getting a condom out of a bin and actually falsely accusing someone of rape like that to me is despicable it is disgusting and it is horrendous um and ugh. That's the other thing, that's like another one of my weird fears, that somebody will use my DNA against me uh, (laughs) in some weird plot to try and get me to go to prison, like if they find one of my hairs at a murder scene and somebody planted it there, I don't know, I don't know why it's been one of those, one of those things is that like, that's one of those strange fears, like having a shark in a swimming pool, they're on the same level of probably would never happen, but you never know, you know? So yeah, that's uh, pretty much my brief overview of Stalkers. Thank you guys so much for listening. And Nando, thank you for suggesting this. I actually had quite a lot of fun uh, researching this. Um, I ran out of wine to drink, so I didn't drink anything while I was recording, which kind of sucks. You know, it's way more fun when you've got wine or something to sip on, you know. Besides the cup of taboo, a cup of wine would have been nice as well. So... I completely forgot to put in my public service announcement so I'm annoyed by that and I had to add it in after I listened and edited to the episode Um I'll come back <laughs> basically all I wanted to put in there is that nowadays it is so easy for people to track you and to come after you and to figure out things about you with dating sites and with location sharing and what's that one thing called snapchat and Instagram and all these kinds of things we've become I mean I know I am very bad at it like I'll share my location no problemo and like I will tag the place that I have lunch at and I'll often like screenshot my runs that I go on and then post it to some site and it's I think that we all just need to kind of be a little bit more cognizant of the fact that there are people out there who do not have our best interests at heart, and I know that's definitely the case for me and I know it's probably the case for a lot of people um, you know don't share your information online if you do happen to be on the dating apps like a me, then you know if somebody asks you questions that you don't feel comfortable answering don't answer them and You know don't share your personal information with them until you're comfortable sharing your information with them if that makes sense Um, you know even it's so difficult it's just you know what I'm trying to say is be careful please because it is a scary world out there and it's so easy to forget that they are assholes that want bad things for people and that it can suddenly become very dangerous very quickly and that i don't want you guys to get into trouble and that is all okay thank you love you as i was saying but anyway i appreciate it you guys uh please give me more suggestions it's so much more fun when i am talking about something that i know you guys like because sometimes I will talk about something that I want to talk about, but that's a real selfish thing of me to do, you know, (laughs) and you know, I really want to interview people, so if anyone wants to be interviewed, and if they've got something weird to be interviewed about, let me know, let's do it. I now have a very easy mic that I can use, and doesn't require like an entire setup, and I also have a laptop that works okay, (laughs) compared to my old one, so (laughs) we are winning, baby, winning. Uh, also you know send through your stories like it would be really cool if I did like a uh, an episode where I sort of just read stuff that's happened to the people who listen to my podcast so you know haunting stalking spooky terrifying nearly murdering knew a murderer once got in the car with a murderer or some bullshit like that. like that would be cool uh that would be nice to talk about um and just to read it in your voice you know it allows you the creativity of creative writing and it allows me the chance to just read it and just react to it basically so anyway, you can get in touch with me uh, get in touch with me on instagram at cup underscore podcast on facebook it is cup of and on email cup of taboo at gmail.com okay i will chat soon Bye bye
1: I know some things, you know. I know some things, you know.